Okay, in the name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Continuing together the study of uh, the Epistle of St. Paul to the Galatians, uh, chapter four, and uh, uh, finishing hopefully the chapter today. Um, again, chapter four talks about uh, the, the more explanations. St. Paul is explaining again and again and again the idea of, the, of what does it mean to, to, to be the heirs, to inherit. What's the difference, as we remember the last couple of times, between the minor and the slave. And at one point, there's no difference till the minor is actually grown up and is able and is, is, is uh, entitled to, to, to inherit. Um, we talked about this, we talked about the work of the Spirit, we talked about last time about um, St. Paul himself and, uh, and, and giving them their own story, his own story as a proof of, of that love and of that, of that uh, function of him as uh, uh, caring for them, right? And, and, and we, we, we stopped at, at verse, again, uh, verse 19, where he explains more and more how he is and why he's doing this to them and why he is actually trying to explain that in order for something that's very, very important as it's written in verse 15, my little children for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. And as if this is the ultimate goal, for him, that Christ is formed in them, it, that they will become Christ-like. Formed is the 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 the, the meaning of of being Christ-like, like him, exactly like, like his image will be imprinted in them. And he used that analogy of 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 the the, the woman that's in 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 the agony of birth. Again, keeps us and gives us that idea of of the, the, the understanding of how much of a, of, a, of a continuous effort, continuous effort. I was just reading something about this, that, that, that it's, it's as all our life, we are in pain for Christ to be formed in us. It's like a continuous thing. It's not just one time thing that will be done or one time uh, effort. No, we're, we're, we're in that agony all the time into Till, till, till as, as St. Paul himself said this in 2 Corinthians 4, that we are confirmed to this image itself, his image itself. With that in chapter, in the, in the, in the rest of chapter 4, again, we talked last time also about, about what does it mean to be, to be zealous, right? And, and, and being zeal in good things and for good reasons. And that's what he's talking about. The rest of the chapter, the, the, the end of chapter four, this passage today, is St. Paul takes another, another story from the Old Testament again to prove his point more and more. But here, not just to prove the point, here he's trying to make a very, very, very important distinction between, again, the idea of, the, of, of worshiping Christ because we are free versus being enslaved to anything else anything else and that's that's why he used that story uh, of 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 uh ishmael and isaac and hagar and sarah in in a beautiful beautiful way and a very very rich thing in order to to understand uh that 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 where they where, where they're at and what they have and what they are missing in case again they continue to go back again to the old life that they are living. In order to understand this, it's very important to actually uh, take a minute and, and go back again to the, to the 
uh, Old Testament and see exactly the the um, the time frame of what happened to to Abraham and and Sarah and Hagar because it's important to 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 realize this and to review this in order to understand again exactly what Saint Paul is talking about here. So let's do this first and then we'll we'll jump into the text of today. As we know, as we know again the historical facts of that. Abraham was 75 years old, and then he was called by God to go to Canaan, to leave and to go. And God promises him the many descendants and the, 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 the blessing. That's again in Genesis 12, 1 to 9. And then uh, later on, another 10 years, when he was 85 years old, the promised son uh, still not what? Didn't come. So he, he got the promise that you and Sarah was barren, then she, 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 will, she will conceive and she will give birth. But then 10 years later, still things didn't happen. So what did he do? In, in a year after that, about that 86, uh, uh, he, he, Sarah and Abraham used their own ways, their own thoughts, their own mindset. And uh, Hagar gets pregnant and gave uh, birth to Ishmael. With this, we know again that there was that that caused more what, more conflict, more conflict. Now Sarah gets jealous because now Hagar is is, is pregnant, so she she kick her out, and then God brings her back in again. And then uh, Abraham eighty six, uh, the Ishmael was was born, um, and and at one point. Uh, God, you know, or Abraham thinks that okay, this is this is the one that will inherit everything, right? And God still tells him, no, that's not that's not the one. Uh, when he was ninety nine years old, God speaks to Abraham and promises again that he will have son by Sarah and says to call his name Isaac. Again, hundred years, Abraham gets Isaac, right? And now things gets actually in the house of, of Abraham, things gets more messy, right? Now you know. Isaac, uh, Ishmael is about 13, 14 years old, start to what, to feel like, okay, he was the only one and he was the, the one that's, uh, that will take care of everything. Now there is that other boy that was born here. So you start to do what, to mock, right? And to start to, 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 to cause, you know, that problem. So then that's why there's a rival, you know, in, 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 in the situation itself. So Sarah, do what, kick them out. Right, kick them out. Uh, later on, with that, we, we we see that God again said, you know, you know what, I will protect them. And although they were kicked out, that still uh, uh, the 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 he will he will be a, still a big nation and so forth. Something that's very important. This is just kind of like an overall kind of like review of the history of what happened. With that, we need to know also to understand two very important things that, that the, the life of, of, of uh, Abraham and his relationship with God uh, had two important covenants. One of them is the covenant of what? The first one was the covenant of what? In the beginning, the covenant of the land that you will become a great nation. So, but then, as far as 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 you know, with with or in relationship to 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 the sons that he will he will get, the first one was the covenant of the circumcision. Was this before Isaac or after Isaac? When God asked him to circumcise 
every meal. When was this? It's very important to understand this so we can understand the passage today. You see it in Genesis 17 from nine to 13. Uh, Ishmael was 13 years old. At that time, God gave promises to Abraham with the circumcision. God said to Abraham, as for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generation to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants and so on. Every male among you shall be circumcised. So this, the covenant of the circumcision was given hmm, before Isaac in relation to Ishmael who is the son of Hagar. So this is the promise of, or the covenant of, of circumcision. Later on, right, uh, the second big, big stage after, after that, you know, in, 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 you can read this in Genesis 17, Abraham said to God, if only Ishmael might live under, under your blessing. Okay, so Ishmael will be the one who will inherit. And God told him, no. Your wife, Sarah, will bear a son, and you will call him Isaac and establish and start to give him the actual covenant of the promise, right? So we have two very important things, the covenant of the circumcision and the covenant of the promise. The covenant of the circumcision was given to or during the time of Ishmael and Hagar. The covenant of the promise is given to Isaac and Sarah. Very important to keep this and review this in order to move on with, with the text today, right? So that, that's, that's something that's very important to, to, to understand. There are two covenants, the circumcision and the promise. First one, as we see, and, and, and St. Paul used that uh, 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 um, typology, if I may say, that, that this was the promise or the covenant of the slaves, right? And then he calls the covenant of the promise with Isaac and Sarah, the, the, the covenant of what? of the freedom, right? So this is important to, 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 to understand this, right? And as, well, somebody would ask me like, okay, what is the relationship with all this and between Galatians and all the problem with this? What do you think? Before going to the text, just because this is exactly what he's talking about in those few verses here. What is the relation between Abraham and Sarah and, 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 and Isaac and Ishmael and Hagar to the situation that he is trying to fix in Galatians? What do you think? Yes, David. Okay. The promise is, is from your offspring and that will be the whole, you know, for, for everybody, for the whole nation. As you remember, if you we said this also last time, also the reason he's using Abba, one of the reasons using Abba, father, the Aramaic and, uh, and the Greek in order to say that this is the father of everyone and also as a confirmation of that idea, okay? So one thing is, is basically what he's saying is if you, if, if the Galatians are going back again to the law, they're going to which law, to which, to which promise, or to which covenant, which is the covenant of what? Of the slave. Yes, yes. Yes, Dr. Sam, you want to say add something? Yes, the, the, first, the first promise is slavery and the second sonship. Exactly, exactly. One is the slavery, one is the sonship. So again, he's, he's hitting on the same thing. Again, giving them another example and another in-depth 
explanation of that. If you will refuse the way of, 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 of Christ and you want to go back again, you're actually going to what? To the promise that was not even of, of the circumcision that was even before what? Before the, 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 the covenant of the promise, before Isaac, right? And at one point, if we again from the, the, the text of Genesis, Abraham himself kind of gave up. Okay, let, I, let Ishmael be the one. He said, no, I didn't tell you about Ishmael. Ishmael was your choice, not my choice. Right? And we'll see lots of, 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 of analogy and lots of, of parallel between this story and between our lives. If you kind of just like think of it now, just to give you a hint, you know, my choice versus God's choice in everything, right? And how my choice leads me to actually slavery, where God's choice and things that we do under the submission of God, it's what? It's the sonship, it's the freedom, right? So keep, keep this in mind. Anything else, any additions before I go on with the text? Okay, again, so remember the, 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 the timeline of Abraham himself. Again, he got the promise, 10 years later, nothing happened, right? And then he started to move on, on his own. Ishmael comes, Ishmael starts to actually uh, be the one who is in charge of everything or he thinks so. And then, then Sarah, gets pregnant, gets, you know, gives, gives birth to Isaac. Now Ishmael is, is, is threatened, is insecure, right? Who is this little guy that, that comes now? I thought everything is mine. So they start to mock Sarah and mock Isaac. And that's why they were what kicked out. And that's why God actually kind of uh, uh, gave the okay to do that. Like, yes, they need to get out. They need to get out. It's not, that's, not their, that's not their inheritance, right? And then after this, again, you see that God gave another covenant, which is a promise, right? Uh, it's very, very important and very, very fascinating uh, uh, story and very, very relevant also to, to, to our day and age. Uh, just one thing, the, 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 the word covenant in Hebrew is, is berit, which is actually to cut. That's why in Arabic we say ahdan, covenant. So the actual word of, of, of covenant is to cut. Right? And if you remember also, again, from the time the Lord gave that promise or covenant to Abraham when we asked him to what to cut the sacrifice into two and to walk through them, right? As this is the proof and this is, and then God himself, usually, usually when you do this, both will, will, will go through the cut animal together. But in this case, it was only God who went because this is my covenant. It's God's covenant, not Abraham's covenant. So just keep this in mind as we go through this, because it has very, very, very significant background and it helps us understand the actual what, what Abraham, what uh, St. Paul is talking about and how does that again relate to our life now. So let's, let's read the text itself. Again, I'll read from the ESV uh, from uh, Hebrews, uh, Galatians 4 from 19 or from 21 till the end of the chapter. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law. Do you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and one by a free woman. But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through promise. Now, this may be interpreted allegorically. And, and, and St. Paul himself is kind of giving us the key that this is all what allegoric explanation or interpretation. These women are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai 
bearing children of, for slavery, she is Hagar. Now Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. Like, what does that mean? We'll talk about this because again, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the relationship between Hagar and between, and between uh, Sinai? She corresponds to the present Jerusalem. Present Jerusalem, that's the time of whom, of St. Paul. Let's, let's just keep this in mind. When he talks about it is, it is uh, corresponds to present Jerusalem that's from the time of St. Paul speaking at that time. For she is in slavery with her children, but the Jerusalem above is free and she is our mother. For it is written, rejoice, O barren, and who does not bear? Break forth and cry aloud, you who are not in labor. For the children of the desolate, one will be more than those of the one who has a husband. Now, you brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. But just as at that time, he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the spirit, so also it is now. So also it is now that the flesh is persecuting the spirit, the son of the flesh, the son of the, of the normal human choice is always persecuting the, the choice of, of God. But what does the scripture say? Cast out the slave woman and her son, for the son of the slave woman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. How is that, how is that related to us? It's, 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 there's a lot in there. So brothers, we are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. Grace be to God. A very, very amazing, a very strong text, very strong text. So what is this all about again? What do you think? What comes to your mind before we start? Like, I want to hear from you. What, what, what kind of like cat, caught your, your, your attention uh, as we read this? Yes. Persecuting or, or mocking Isaac. Okay, that's one thing. That 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 parallel between his time, the what what Galatians is going through, and between actually what happened with Sarah and and Hagar. Yes. What else? No, I, yes, Hagar represents the, the flesh and the old man in every one of us. Okay. And the, 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 the commandment is to cast out this Hagar. flesh yes. from our life yes. because it cannot inherit with, uh, with the, 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 the free man. The free. That, that's the bottom line of this whole passage. And just forget about all uh, Galatians. And uh, this is the bottom line of this passage that, you know, the commandment is cast out Hagar and her son, not only Hagar. <laughs> right? this, is, this is the commandment. This is, this is the whole point of this, that if we want to live as free people, you cannot mix between both, right? There is no room for the, for the Hagar. And also, as you will talk more, but just going to give a hint here, there is no room for man's choice. There is no room for our choice. It's always what submission and submissive being submissive to his choice. 
when Abraham tried to, Abraham and Sarah tried to, to, to get things uh, according to, to the book, right? Things got so messy. Until now, it's so messy. Right? But when they, if they submitted to, to God's choice from the beginning, that's something different, right? And total different life. Okay. One thing also that's very important here that was that is not not quite clear till we actually had to go back to the to the to the origin, which is is uh, the the verse twenty one, verse twenty one. What does it say? Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not listen to the law? When you look at this in in the original, there is there is something that's very interesting, which is the first law does not have the, what does that mean? So I'll, I'll read it to you as if it is the actual literal translation. Um, verse 21, it, it reads like that. Tell me you who under law want to be to the law, do you not listen? What does that mean? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to confuse you, but this is the actual literal word by word, word for word. So the first law does not have the law. Okay, again, tell me you who desire to be under law, do you not listen to the law? What is the difference? If, if you don't identify, there is no the, the, the definite marker here, that, what does that mean? Any law, any law, right? So if you desire to be under law, do you not listen to the law? <laughs> what does that mean again? They are trying to be under law of circumcision, law of, as we said before, the ritual law, right? And he's saying like, if you look at this without looking at the full picture of the law, that doesn't make any sense to you, right? The law, by the way, is not only, when we say the Torah, the Torah is not only the commandments, the Torah is what? Is the five first books of Moses, which has what? Has all the story from the creation till what? Till the Exodus until going into the promised land, right? So it's saying, don't just get caught on law inside the law and try to keep this to get you where you want to be because this is not gonna get you anywhere. Exactly in order to make, make this more, 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 uh, practical exactly when we are holding on to certain rules without knowing why are we doing this so we're holding on to law without looking at the original law right? does it make sense that's very 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 serious and very uh, 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 dangerous when we do this so here he's saying that tell me you desire to be under law you want to be under the law of the rituals, the circumcision, the washing, this and this and that. Do you not listen to the law? If you know, if you understand the full law, you will definitely see what that all the law is, 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 is pointing to whom? To Christ. So you would never, never go back again to those law. See? And that's exactly, again, this is very, very, by the way, very practical and very uh, 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 important to us because a lot of times we do law, but we're not looking at the at the law. And the, all the law is 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 what? What is all the law about? About Christ, 
You know, Christ himself in, in Luke 24, 27 said, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scripture, the things concerning himself. That's Christ talking to who? To the two disciples of Amos, right? He's telling them what? That all the law and the prophets and the Moses and everything is concerning who? Concerning himself, Christ. So sometimes it's very, very important. He's saying that big part of you being so confused because you just submit to law without understanding that the whole law is about what? It's about Christ. And that's the same thing when we do that, this. When, okay, we, we, again, we want to be, you know, all the time we ask, like, okay, I just want to be a good person. Okay, very good. Why? Right? A good person is something very beautiful. But do we see the law? Do we see that? Everything is pointing towards again, as he just said before, that in order was to that Christ be formed in you. This is the this is the thing, right? So this is something that's very important from just from the beginning here. That that he's telling them you cannot just try to to be under law, which is which is actually without understanding that law. Because if you understand that law, you're definitely never going to go back again to any law, right? Does it make sense? Okay. And, and you can apply this to, to all different kinds of, of, of examples in our lives, right? We try to submit to law, whatever, right? For example, you know, I have my own prayer rule, right? And I'm trying to really submit to that, which is beautiful, wonderful. But if that rule becomes just law by itself, without knowing that this is getting me closer to God, then it becomes just what? Just a task, right? And that's why we don't what continue. Once things fall apart, then everything doesn't make sense anymore. But if I look at this as whatever that I'm giving, that is in, 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 in part of the big picture of the law who talks about Christ himself, I wanted to do what? To go back again and be in track again, right? So this is something that's, that's important to, to point out from the beginning here. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and one by a free woman. And then here he starts to get more confusing. He, he have that uh, 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 parallel between Hagar and between Mount Sinai. What is the relationship? So he says that the promise of Hagar or the, the covenant of Hagar is the covenant of people when they were what? in Sinai, right? That's what he says. Let's, let's read it again. Now they may be interpreted allegorically. These women are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai being children of slavery. She is Hagar. What's the, what's the relationship between Hagar and between Mount Sinai? Mount Sinai where Moses got the, the, the commandments, okay? So what, what does that mean still? Okay, that's one thing, talking about the old law, just the Torah versus the, the, the promise. What else? They were wondering, they were wondering. So in a way they were living as what? As slaves, right? They were living as slaves. So he's saying that as, if you go back again to, 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 to try to be under the, the, the covenant of Hagar, you are like the Jewish people who were wandering in Sinai for no purpose, right? And being, being enslaved again. This is how bad that is. You're not, you don't know where you're going. What else? 
why does he relate this to the present Jerusalem? What's the relationship between here, this, this and then? So we said, we figured out, okay, the relationship between Hagar and Mount Sinai. But then he goes on, she corresponds to the present Jerusalem. In what way? What do you think? I, I think Abuna, uh, the, the, whole, the whole issue is uh, to reach the uh, earthly Jerusalem, which is under uh, captivity. But our, our journey, our uh, pilgrimage, is to reach the uh, heavenly Jerusalem, which the is mother. our mother. Our which mother. Is... Yes, yes. So the present Jerusalem, present Jerusalem at that time, Jerusalem was what? Was under what? occupation of Romans. So in a way, they were also what? Slaves, right? So the whole idea, again, is don't enslave yourself, right? Why, how can we enslave ourselves just by, as we said, by only looking at something that's now, that's here, right? And he's saying that this is, this is not who you are. So how come again, that back again to, to, to Galatians 3, why you are so foolish because you leave all the freedom that you have you leave all the 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 the, the wealth that you have and you go again to be what enslaved not only that but there's another thing that's very very important the relationship between abraham and hagar they were what they were the you know they were in a relationship in order to, 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 to have and for, for Hagar to, to get pregnant. So he was, he, was, he was cleaved to Hagar, right? As if that cleavage to your own choice will leave what, will, 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 will give birth to what? To slavery, right? And that's why when, 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 when St. Paul talks about, about adultery in, 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 in First Corinthians, that, that he who, who cleaves, to 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 uh, to woman is 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 one with her. So that's you know if you are you know in a relationship outside the marriage, then you are one with that. This is this is this is you're uniting yourself to 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 sin. So he is he's given that kind of also hint on that that in order for Abraham and Hagar to have a child, they were cleaved together, they were united together, and that unity was not according to God's will. And that's why later on, again, as we said, you know, cast out Hagar, disconnect from Hagar, because that, that union led to what? To sin, right? Another thing in this passage also is, is the idea of you know when when he goes when you go back again let's go back again to the text that that now this may be interpreted allegorically these women are two covenants one is from mount sinai bearing children for slavery she is hagar now hagar is mount sinai in arabia she corresponds to the present jerusalem for she is in slavery with her children but the jerusalem above is free and she is our mother and she is our mother so he he starts to take them again he's, he's going down with them to their own level of thinking, of practicing, in order to do what? To lift them up, to bring them up again. Like, you know what? We should be more concerned about something that's much, much, much more beautiful. Of what? Of the heavenly Jerusalem that is from above, that is free. And she, not only that she is what? Our 
our mother, right? And and as we say that this is this is you know the the this is the whole thing in 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 in, in uh, uh, Revelation with with the with the bride and the bridegroom and and that 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 banquet right and 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 uh, the 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 bride is is saying I mean Amen come right I'm waiting I'm waiting. So here he's he's actually again giving them that proof that you know what you cannot just cannot just go it's not just some, something that different teaching you're actually what actually missing the whole point missing the whole point one is from mount sinai being children of slavery she is hagar again as that hagar became what the mother of all slavery Big part, what was, you know, if, if, we, if, we, if we go back again to, to, to the people of Israel, when they left and when they got out of Egypt, in order for them to, to not to fall into that, what St. Paul is talking about, coming out of Egypt, they were supposed to do what in the wilderness or going to the promised land. They were supposed to, to, to submit to whom? To God, right? But they didn't. They thought, okay, we're, we're, we are under slavery in Egypt. We're going to go out and we are on our own, right? And the moment Moses was out of their sight, they all commit adultery, right? And they start to worship the, 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 the golden cow, right? They, they, they thought that mind of, of, okay, now we are free, but in a different understanding. And that's a very good point because if we talk about this, like if you talk here that that Sarah is the mother uh, of of or, or Jerusalem here, that Jerusalem from above is a free, you know, the understanding of freedom a lot of times is very very uh, confused. We we don't have that clear understanding, right? But actually, being free means that we what we submit, right? So. And, and this, this is the paradox again. Look at look at what he used here. Uh, this is from Isaiah, uh, I think forty nine, if I'm not mistaken. Rejoice, O barren one who does not bear! Break forth and cry aloud, who you who are not in labor? How come? How how could a barren rejoice? Right? How could the children of the desolate will be more than those of who have husbands? You see the, the paradox. What does that mean? Why is he using this particular, this particular passage as a proof of what he's talking about? What is the relationship between this and, and what we're talking about here? What is he trying to prove? What is he trying to, 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 to hint and, and to hit on more and more? Any any thoughts? I think uh, who who has husband was Hagar, because she have a, a, a husband according to the flesh, and uh, the Sarah was desolate according to that she is barren, and uh, although she have a husband, yet she is considered desolate. Right. So that that means what? It means that that again the idea again of of the the 
what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. The idea of, of if we're going under our own or with our own understanding and our own uh, logic and our own uh, 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 way of looking at things with God, it's not like that at all. It's not like that at all. The relationship with God is beyond what we want to understand and how we want it to be, right? Why is that? Because that was actually the actual problem of, of Abraham and Hagar, back again to Abraham and Hagar, and Hagar, right? When they tried to look at things again, 10 years later, the, there is no child. So, okay, let's, let's just, okay, let's deal with it in the way any intelligent person will do, which is what? Do it yourself, right? No, no waiting for miracles, no waiting for God's time, right? And as he's saying this, the way he, 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 uh, he uh, recites that passage, it's, uh, it's uh, um, Isaiah, I think it's 54 actually. But regardless, the whole idea again is, is that passage doesn't make any sense, right? It's, 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 it's against all normal. Right? The desolate one will be rejoicing. And the one who has husband will sit, will sit with what? With nothing. Right? Again, it's more understanding and more pushing to one very, very important point again is in order to, 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 to enjoy that freedom, you have to be a slave in a way. You have to submit. Right? So in order to enjoy our freedom in Christ, we have to come to him and say what? We are under your feet, right? We can't just have both. Freedom as I want to do whatever and the way I think of things and the way I plan things. And, and, and you know, a lot of times day after day, we realize this more and more and more from our own experience. And when we actually try to have control of anything, we can't get anything done, right? And things will go totally against what we want. But then comes, comes again the, the, the hope in that, which is what? That we know that, 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 that God is in control. And the way he's doing that, not just because of our own things that we want to accomplish here on earth, but in order to get, this is the whole point, in order to get our eyes attentive to what? And our attention to, towards what? To Jerusalem that's coming from above, our mother. And I think if we are intelligent enough, we realize this, then you know what, when we keep trying to, to get things on our own and the way we want it, we, we, we always get into that, into that, we get stuck in a way, right? And in order to, to, to allow us actually, you know what, yes, you are free, but this is not the freedom that I'm talking about. The actual freedom is when you are free from your own self. And when you're free from your own self, you see that things are working what? Against all odds. And this is, this is what he's talking about here. When, when he, when he, uh, when he, when he recites that passage again in Isaiah 54, uh, sing, O barren, you who did not bear, break forth into singing, cry aloud, you did not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife. In that same passage, by the way, in Isaiah 54, you see that, uh, that, that right after this, he gives actually 
a reason for that and a more meaning of what does what does that free freedom mean in in in, in him i'll just read things from the actual actual text that saint paul is is uh quoting from isaiah 54 from the beginning again sing o barren one who did not bear and then he goes on to to um in verse two, enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. What does that mean? That there's more what's coming, more blessings. Enlarge your, 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 your tents, right? Let the curtains of your habitants be stretched out. You're gonna get more. You think that you are barren, you think that you have nothing. You know, just trust me, right? All this under what condition? Under one condition, which is what? Submission. And with submission, there's something else comes because part of that submission is to submit to the commandment that he said what? Cast out Hagar. Cast out Hagar. And I think this is big problem and big, big, big thing of what we're struggling with in our relationship with God, that we don't wanna, we don't wanna identify who is Hagar in our life. We don't wanna cast Hagar out. And meanwhile, we want to, to, to live as free, right? But then it, it's, it's the wrong understanding and we're not able to because the commandment is actually conditioned on that, conditioned on that. The same passage of, of Isaiah 54, again, talks about something that's very, very important actually, which is in verse seven, the same passage that, he's used, that he used here or the same chapter, for a brief moment, I deserted you, but with great compassion, I will gather you. I left you maybe desolate for a while, but this is what, for a reason. And that reason that what, I will come back and do what? As it says here, I will gather you. I deserted you, but with a great compassion, I will gather you. In overflowing anger for a moment, I hid my face from you, but with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you. And that's exactly what happened with, with, with who? With Abraham and Sarah. He threw, he threw the, 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 the promise at them, right? And then he waits <laughs> and waits, right? And then for a, for, for a moment, they thought it's not happening anymore. It's not happening anymore, right? But that's what he's saying here. You know, I, for a moment, right? In overflowing, for a brief moment, I deserted you, but with great compassion, I will gather you. That's exactly what happened with, with Abraham and Sarah. That's, that's exactly what happens with, with all of us. So again, back to the whole point of this, how with this in mind, you choose back again to go and to obey and to be the son of what? Of the slave. How can you be, how can you choose to be the son of the slave, right? As if, if you look at this from, from one point, if you look at our own life, uh, events from this point of view, you see that everything is again pushing us towards looking toward, towards what? To, towards the heavenly Jerusalem. And as if this is the whole purpose of everything. If you look, if you just go back and like play back the whole story of our life, as much as we remember, you see that this is all actually pointing towards that, right? But the problem happens when we start to resist, when we start to have our own agenda, when we don't have the trust, right? So things go, get off track, but then he keeps coming back again, 
and point us back again, right? But at the end of this, again, it says, you know, the Jerusalem above is free and she is our mother. She is our mother. What does, what does that, you know, again, between this and between just a few verses before that, he talks about that I, 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 uh, I'm, 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 what does it say? That, uh, that uh, my little children for whom I am again in anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. You know, what do you sense from, 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 from his language? From, from, from the analogy that he's using, whether in, again, verse 19, that you know, he is in anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed, and from also using that, that uh, terminology of, but Jerusalem above, uh, she is our mother. You, you, what do you sense from, from, from that, from, from what he's trying to, to use as, as uh, allegoric and as an analogy? The spiritual life itself is, is a matter of, uh, um... Uh, like a mother who, who have uh, uh, pangs of birth and until she uh, complete her uh, struggle with, with her pain and she uh, gives birth to a free man. Yes. Who, yes. Whose mother is uh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem, yes. So it's, it's a continuous pain, but that pain is, is accompanied by what? By joy and by love and by care and by strength. Right? But again, the one thing that he keeps going back and forth is, is the understanding again that it is either you live as a free man or you live as a slave, right? And you cannot, you cannot inherit unless you cast out, as it says again, cast out what? Cast out Hagar and her son, right? If you look again at this, you know, you know just, just looking back again at the whole thing, looking at Isaac again. Isaac, how was Isaac born? By any human abilities? No, by what? By basically by God's power, right? By God's, God's not just promised, by, by God's power himself. Isaac brought, back, brought, brought what to, to, to his family? Joy, right? Brought, brought, brought joy to him. Isaac was able to actually grow at one point and to be able to, to, to recognize that he is the heir, right? He has the inheritance, right? Go back again to the story of, of, of Abraham and choosing Rebekah to Isaac as his wife in Genesis 24. And you see all, you know, again, the father that is what is preparing everything for his son, right? And how, how that again, as if Abraham learned the lesson, like, no. And he told his servant what? Just take the sign from God, right? Don't, don't, you know, if you don't see this, then don't, don't do it. He learned the lesson, right? Like he doesn't want to start to plan his own plans and his own ways of thinking. Like, no, I knew what happened before and let's just stick with that, right? And this is a very important point also that what the temple is trying to, is trying to, to, to point at that how we can learn from, from that, right? Again, when we submit to our own choices and when we, when we decide on anything in our life without God's 
interference and without God's submission to God, it ends up that we are actually as if we are under slavery again. Isaac also was, again, as we said here, that he was, he was also uh, uh, in, in the time, and this is something very, very important, that the way he grew up, right, until, until Ishmael left, he was what, he was under what? From Ishmael. Under, under mocking, right? And that's what we said before, and that's what St. Paul here is talking about. Again, he's establishing that very important uh, uh, principle in, the, in our spiritual struggle. But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through promise, right? Now this may be interpreted allegorically, these women are two covenants. So he's trying to say what there will always be a fight between the son of the slave and between the sign of the free. Right? And that's what we we're talking about, that the son, the, 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 not just the, 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 the promise of, 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 of under the, the law, but the, all what the flesh wants is always against what the spirit wants. Right? And yes, we have the new, we are born with, in the baptism with the, new, with the new nature, with the new man, but unless we are watchful, that, that son of the slave will, will continue to do what? To mock you, right? To mock us and to, to say, like, what are you doing? You know, just go and do whatever, right? So here he's saying, he's, 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 he's saying again, pay attention to this because, again, you don't want Hagar to be your mother. You want what? Jerusalem that's above, that is our own mother. And that's why at the end of this chapter, now you brothers, like Isaac, are children of the promise. So he brings everything back again to what? To that reality, it's like who are you again? Instead of like, okay, don't do this now. Like, no, here is who you are. Here is your identity. Your identity that you are what? Children of, of the promise. But just as at that time he was born according to the flesh, that's what I'm talking about. Persecuted him who was born according to the spirit. So also it is now. Right? And now is now, is, is forever, that there is always persecution, there is always mocking, there is always the, the, the son of the, of the slavery will always mock the son of the, of, the, of, the, of the promise of the free. So also it is now, but what does the scripture say? Cast out the slave woman and her son, for the son of slave woman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. What's the difference? Why did he add, cast out the slave woman and her son? Not just the slave woman. The, say again. The fruit of the slave woman also. Yes, yes. What does that mean? Cut it from the root and everything that's related to it. Right? A lot of times you like to leave what? Yes, leave things hanging there. Okay, you know what? You know what? Uh, I want to get rid of this, but you know what? There's this, this particular thing, just don't touch it. This is mine. <laughs> I'm not ready to let go of this yet. Right? And that son will grow up and become what? Another issue. Right? Hmm. What else? They're also in, in the psalm. 
of David uh, blessed is who strike the uh, sons of Babylon and his sons. On the rock, yes. On the mm -hmm. rock, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, those who strike the sons of Babylon, the sons of the, the every, anything that's related to sin and struck them by the rock, the rock is Christ himself. So, so make, make Christ the reason where all those, whatever is related to, to sin will be what he kills, will be, will be gone, right? And that's why he was here. He's very, very, you see some kind of repetition, but again, it's not repetition. He's trying to, to, to bring them back again to their mind. This is who you are, right? You are the son of the promise. So how can you go back again to be the son of the slave? This is not going to get you anywhere. Not only that, you need to deny that. You need to, to, to uproot all that thoughts and all that mindset from your from your mind and move on with that with that new mindset right and and i think it's very very important for us how to enjoy you know a lot of times when, when we think again about our relationship and our practice and our relationship i think we still do it as slaves not as free what does it mean you know what's the difference between practicing and having a relationship and praying and attending and paying uh, tithes and, and 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 serving but as a slave versus as what, as a free man. Is there a difference in the way we practice it? What do you think? Say again. Yes. Law versus the law, right. Yes, yes. Right doing whatever without looking at that this is all ways to bring us to to christ to christ and this is very very important because a lot of times we get caught up into everything and we forget what christ himself as as the the, the common say you know the 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 loved the house of the lord and forget the lord of the house right there's difference and they both look pretty much the same but am I in love with the house or the Lord of the house? I can be in love of the house knowing that the house belongs to the Lord, <laughs> right? So just, just paying attention to those, the way we practice things, the way we, we in our day, daily routine, right? Again, is it, is it just for that itself? Is it, as, as we are saying earlier, is it law or the law, right? The whole idea is to what is to inherit with him. Right? The whole idea is that Jerusalem that's coming from above is established by coming from above, not again, it's it's you know something that we imagine, but meaning that the, the, as we talked about it in, in Hebrews, Hebrews 11, right? That whose founder is God, is God. And because that, this is our mother, the mother that takes care. Again, look at the, at, the, at, the, at the mother, you know, who takes care, who provides, who gives protection, who gives direction, who gives uh, wisdom, who gives nourishment, right? Like as if, if we are, if we don't have that, 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 that mindset of, of, of Jerusalem as our mother, we will try to find all those things from somebody else, right? And without knowing, we find ourselves actually going to what? 
to the other mother, <laughs> which is the mother of slavery, mother of slavery. It's, it's very, very rich text and very practical. But again, the bottom line of all this is, is the rest of verse 30. But what does the scripture say? Cast out the slave woman and her son, for the son of the slave woman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman, period. You cannot say, okay, well, I'm here and there. You know, like, uh, you know, somebody like a little child, like, okay, I'm gonna go to my house and next day I'm in my neighbor's house, <laughs> okay. And then I'm just jumping between both. And this is, this is one thing and this is totally another thing, right? At the end of the day, you become what? You become confused, like, who do I belong to? You know, my, 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 my parents' house does this and my neighbor's house does this, right? Just imagine this with me. If you're jumping between two, two total different ideology and different way of life and different culture and different everything. At one point, like, I don't know. Well, I thought I'm at my house now, so I'm doing this the way I've, well, no, you're not, <laughs> right? So it ends up, and that's what we struggle with. We end up with loss of identity. We don't know who we are. Should I function as I'm in the church or as I'm in, at work? Like, what's the difference, you know? I was talking to somebody again the other day and, 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 and talking about how you know, uh, uh, faulty language is normal in, in, in workplaces right now, right? And to the point like, okay, what's, what's the problem with that? Everybody does that. Everybody's using the F word. So what's, what's wrong with that? It becomes part of the culture of work. Really? No, there is a problem. There is a problem. Unless we stand, unless we say, no, this is not my culture. This is not what I want. Because this, I'm enslaving myself to the mother of slavery. But I am not that. And, and it's, it becomes very, very, very easy nowadays to actually get into that lifestyle without noticing or without knowing. And it becomes the normal, right? And, and takes too many names and too many labels. But at the bottom of the line, at, at the end of the day, the bottom line is what? You cannot have both. You either, I either live as a free man or live as a slave. And it becomes very, very crucial because again, this is a big part of our confusion. That we, again, it's like as if Christianity is just an act, right? But the world is different. In order to survive out there, Abuna, you don't know what the world is like. I know, you know I worked for 20 years and I know what this looks like. It's our choice to commit to this or to commit to that. But it comes very, very, very uh, confusing and becomes more and more again. And then the problem is we try to find the law in order to justify ourselves. So, okay, we're gonna abide to Allah, even though if it's away from the law, but in order to, uh, to feel good about it. Like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. So it doesn't matter if I say the F word out there and come and say adios here, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just being part of this. No, it's a problem. And if we're, if we're not aware of this, if we're not teaching that, to other people, then, then, then it becomes again just a big, big, big act, big play. Yes. Yes. 
So somebody refused, this is not the culture here, right? You cannot normalize it and say, no, this is normal, right? Well, swearing is normal, it just becomes as a normal language. No, it's not normal. And, and, and based on that, you can, you can give too many other examples, too many other examples. But the bottom line is cast out Hagar and her son, period. You cannot, this, you cannot inherit while being part of that. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, very practical and very uh, strong message that we all need to actually be, 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 be aware of and be careful with that, uh, that at the bottom line, again, there is no, you know, uh, the, just the fact that, you know what, again, you, you cannot be part of that inheritance if you are living the life of a slave. You cannot. And then at the end, the, 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 the last passage here is more assurance. So brothers, we are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. Very reassuring, very promising, very encouraging, right? So don't, don't just let go and don't lower the bar in order just to be part of whatever. No, because we are not like that. And we were free with, with a precious price, as St. Paul says, right? We were bought by a price, which is what? The blood of Christ himself. Let's, let's keep this in mind and, 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 and live it, live as free and be that model to everybody that we are the children of the free, not the children of the slave. Our mother is Jerusalem from above that is free, not, not slave. We'll, we'll done with, with four, uh, five and six left. Uh, uh, based on all that is, what we'll talk about next time, because based on all this starts the first verse of chapter five. Just gonna read it and leave it there. After saying all those things, let's just read, read the end of four and the beginning of five, and then we'll end with this. Again, for we are, so brothers, we are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. See the flow? So if you are this, then what? Stand firm and do not submit to the yoke of slavery. You cannot do this. And then he goes on to a different, uh, different uh, teaching, uh, which is actually comes to the practicality of this. Again, you know how to 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 live and how to walk in the spirit and not to fulfill the lust of the flesh, as it's written in chapter five. So we'll go through it uh, maybe a couple times in five and a couple times in six, and then we'll be done. With, uh, with Galatian uh, Godwin. Any questions? Okay. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, and mean Lord, hear us, Lord. Through the prayers of all your saints, when we pray to you, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven. May the love of God, the Father, grace of His only begotten Son, the communion of the Holy Spirit with you. Go in peace, peace be with you all. Amen. Have a good night and see you tomorrow. Good night.